0: To a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations.
1: (laughs) Self Healing through Mindfulness and Meditation. Valeria Talis interviews Maya Fines, the author of Yoga for Real Life. She is an author, yogi, and musician who travels the globe teaching a mix of kundalini yoga, tai chi, and qigong, incorporating original music that she has written to help her students with the music written at the healing frequencies. Her journey from concert pianist to yogi is a confirmation that anything is possible if they allow it and believe in it. She has produced over 20 DVDs and CDs and authored Yoga for Real Life, which empowers people to tap into their potential for self-healing through mindfulness and meditation. She has also developed the Maya Fines Method, which helps her students transform their lives and find their path to freedom from fear, anxiety, and stress. She holds regular retreats, events, and teacher training courses around the world, where she works with small, select groups, and sometimes one-to-one with students, to unlock their potential and give them access to joy. Meet Maya at mayafines.com. Here's the interview with Maya Fines.
0: In your own words, who is Maya (laughs) Fines? That's a good question, right? It took me only a few years in my life, well, many
2: decades, to realize and find out who I am. You know, it's funny that because almost every decade we change. And if I look look back, actually, I'd had a chance to look at some old videos I've done in my life, and I was a concert pianist and recording. and, And I look at myself, I'm thinking, wow who is this person yeah. i have changed so much since so i don't know the question of that is we change every few years or every decade at least it's kind of a good number of years that we that change happen to to something else you know so it's the transformation is there constant constantly we transform and change so all that the old saying that oh people don't change, it's such a rubbish because <laughs> <True>. it's not <laughs> yes. true at all. I mean, what do you mean yeah. we don't change? We have <laughs> we change all the time. So yes, I am uh, everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that, that I've done many things in life. Um, I started, as I said, as a concert pianist when I was a very little girl. So I always talk about the story from concert pianist to yogi, <laughs> mm. and uh, all my life was really just practice, practice, piano, piano. It was all music, and it uh, it was kind of my escape. But then I went to London and I did my master degree in Royal College of Music, and that's what I love. And of course, the world expand expanded, and I was exploring being in the Western world because I'm from uh, you know East Eastern Bloc, you know. So we it was quite a different world out there, and my eyes were wide open and my feelings, my emotions my mental state, everything was, that's what I'm saying, I changed completely from that little girl from Macedonia going to London it's a big step how could right. you not change? <laughs> so wow. then, I turned. I, I made lots of turns in that uh, transformation, and then I went into fashion, and then that was another. Everything I like doing, I actually manifested and did. I'm very much that kind of doer person.
0: <laughs> Basically, you said that I am change, I am evolution, I am transformation, transcendence that resonates true. So, in speaking of change uh, 2020 has been one of these times. so, mm-hmm. for a moment, talk to me, Maya, about the insights that you have gained uh, from the events in 2020
2: Well, I tell you what I've seen a lot of positive change in that lockdown, meaning like you have to be stay put in one place for me personally. Mm-hmm. I found it really rewarding because I'm one of these people, as I say, do-do, travel-travel. And I always believed in that kind of, let's maybe call it old-fashioned way, but I like (laughs) to have contact with people. So that's why I travel the world to accommodate people, to be with people. I have large groups of people teaching and doing my teacher training courses in amazing places. I just came back there for, uh, before the COVID. It was in Nepal for a whole month. We did this teacher training course. It was an amazing experience. Then before that, it was in Greece. So I travel constantly and um, it was kind of part of me. And I love traveling and I've probably seen the whole world by now. Uh, but for me to just stay put and not travel, oh my God, mm-hmm. at the beginning was like, wow, what's going on? My world is collapsing. Yeah, <laughs> But then it was completely something else Mm. got born within me that I didn't know I have. And again, that other person I didn't know I have just risen up. And I was like, wow, who are you now? I didn't even think you're here, you know, because that and I was really pleased and happy to actually be at home and stop running away from home. Right. Again, I had that develop my since the childhood to run away and, and escape, and so all the time I have this in the runaway kind of like that is escape, you know, because uh, when you yeah. travel so much and have a need to travel, that is a little bit of escape, right? <laughs> so yeah, um, um, for me it was absolutely amazing to just be here and I start doing accepting and embracing the digital world meaning working with Zoom.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> it, was, it was some challenge and I think it was for many people, but we all learned how to embrace it and I really started liking it. And then I realized you don't have to have that personal contact. The energy transmute mm, through yeah. all this digital, through the screen, right. to... Everything I really was surprised by that and really pleased. So I was willing to I open my mind to learn about it because I always find other people to do the technical stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But now I actually know I I got confidence (laughs) to deal with it myself. I ask questions, I go and look, I Google, I, I find the answers, and it was rewarding. And so I started, I've, you know, created in my studio here, more of the Zoom classes, and I create these kind of um, uh, retreats once a month. I do like three day intense uh, yoga and we do retreat, meaning like um, for two hours each day and I prepare recipes for us and we do uh, like detoxes and and stuff like that, you know. So we play around with it. I never thought that, oh, we can do it. Mm-hmm. digital detox, So <laughs> <At times laughs> <Yeah. that> everybody <laughs> receives the recipes at home, they cook, mm-hmm. we drink the juices, we do the yoga, and it's been very successful. People love it. So I don't know, this was kind of very interesting and rewarding uh, lockdown for me personally. I actually gained a lot.
0: All the other components of change that we talked about earlier has to do with being open, right, Maya? Open to change. The mind and the heart. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. If you don't, I I know exactly. I saw the process happening within me because I was completely dissing it. Oh, this whole digital. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I keep believing that you don't have the energy when you're on digital and stuff like that. I don't know. And then, but then, uh, you know, everything else was like, proven wrong to me because wow I was pleased (laughs) only because I opened my mind only because I decided I'm going to embrace this and that's what Mm -hmm. happens in our lives that's what we do all the time everything is the choice you can choose to be in pain or you can choose to be okay with it and embrace it and go with it and don't fight it and I trust me i I have been fighting myself a long time all my life. I mean, we all do we Tell all have our self fight yeah. yes
0: We actually talked briefly earlier, planning to be here on time at 1.30 and then something happened, and I couldn't, so being fine with that and just relaxing, being patient, not expecting others to accept, but as long as you accept yourself and you 're okay with yourself then that opens that door. Right. And I think
2: patience has a lot to do with this. True. I'm I'm all a fire sign and I'm not really patient. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, thank God for teaching yoga because that makes me more patient and you know yeah. you you teach what you need to learn. Yeah, and true. funny enough, when I teach, I'm completely patient and open and, and calm and everything. And then my impatience comes when it comes to like uh, you know daily life. But <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny that patience we really have to practice all the time.
0: That's true. And getting to know yourself and being like we talked earlier, which it's a wonderful topic—the third chakra and how right. it relates to self criticism and all these harmful thought patterns. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. I have a few more questions for you, the warm-up questions. Uh, The next one is about the purpose of life. What do you think is the purpose of the human experience, Maya?
2: Well, it's a big, huge subject, but in my opinion, what I find out through my experience, life experience, is that we're all here to expand, explore and just really become something else. Uh, I almost feel like the human becomes a superhuman, like uh, the cocoon becomes a butterfly. Uh, we all expected to just keep learning and having lots of new experiences. And even in food, when we eat food, don't get stuck in the same food, same food. Keep eating different foods. like eating different things in life you know it's like be be different person be learn how to play piano learn how to uh, to to navigate the the emotional state of your mind go into psychology learn about yourself learn um another language i don't know i am all about that because it just that's what excites me that's what keeps me young that's what gives me inspiration in life and i constantly change i constantly transform and constantly try to be better better not meaning that i'm something is missing in me or that i'm broken and i need to be fixed i don't like that i right. kind of like said this year All the messages like, I'm okay, I'm okay. Keep saying, I'm okay. Enough of this like, oh, you know, language of of illness and stuff like that. Enough of that, you know. So it is about expansion. Absolutely
0: expansion. So talk to me about uh, the greatest misconceptions about yoga. (laughs) Well... (laughs) you know there are two ways here
2: Uh, there are yogis who become yogi I mean we all have a personal need for becoming a yogi and so I actually talk in my book about it I became yogi because of my own personal need to be uh, to deal with my nervousness when I was playing piano because uh, when I was younger I was playing all the competitions and everything was fine you know you're younger but then when I got older and it's like all these record companies around me and they expect a lot and they pay you money so you kind of start getting nervous so I had this nervous flight I, I would I would dream how I stopped playing and I don't know how to carry on that those recurring dreams were Crazy. So then somebody mentioned to me, oh, yoga can help you. And this is years ago, of, of course, like 20, 25 years ago, yoga was not very popular. And um, I said, what is this? Well, it will help you with posture, with your nerves, with your calm. And, you know, just, just try it. And so I had this teacher uh, traveling with me around when I have concerts. And I start having belief system that if I have yoga class and if he comes with me, then I will play better. <laughs> and, and it's kind of a belief system. It's a fantastic. <laughs> (laughs) thing I mean really and so I that's why I started and and I say to everybody it doesn't matter what's your reason for starting yoga something else will come will take place in that process and so that's what happens to me so here I am trying to you know being the concert pianist or whatever and then the yoga start coming more and more in my life and I dropped being concert pianist I was with that because I was done with it stage right and being on the stage all the time it was just okay. exhausting yeah. and traveling and I thought you know what? What is this yoga is really starting to raise questions in me that existentials, like who are we? What are we here for? What are we doing? Who am I? All these kind of big questions start rising, and I was like, I really wanted to search and go deeper. And that's how I started to to do yoga. And I'm sure lots of people who become yogi and teachers have their own reasons, but then something else takes place. And that something else is like, again, these kind of things that I'm talking about, this is just more bigger than life and beyond life and beyond yoga. So there are two choices here. Some people take yoga very seriously and they're really going to their pain and they're really experiencing and that's fine but then there is the other side where is the joy nice. so I'm all about joy mm, you know you can yeah. deal with your pain in a different ways but you don't have to really dwell into it and just become one with the pain and then the pain doesn't leave you mm, <laughs> you yeah. really have to True. associate you yeah, <laughs> be associate yourself with okay this is the pain and this is the emotion and this is me and that's it so now let's deal with it and get it out of it and you know because you don't get rid of anything they are Mm. all there it's just acceptance of all of it being in you because we are good and we are bad because we are everything and you know very often i have people asking me questions um oh how do i get rid of negativity or negative people Mm. i said there is no negative people we're all part of one we all need the negative and positive in order to exist in this planet this is how this planet is made of its duality so you have to accept I said, have you always been a very positive person? Ask yourself, have you been negative at one point in your life? Or often, we all are. We play that role of being negative. We play that role of being positive. Sometimes we are the devil and sometimes we are the angel, but we all do that because we all need to experience both sides. So, yeah, in terms of uh, yoga and what your question was, yeah, there is there is a duality again, and some people take it very seriously, yeah. and the yoga becomes this kind of serious thing. and yeah. and for me, I like to see the joy in yoga. I like to be free when I do yoga. I, I want to think of yoga to for something like <gasps> light and happy and joyful, not, Oh, I'm going to go to yoga class. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> right. I have to. You know, right?
2: <laughs> and I see yeah. people with their faces coming like very uh, judgmental about it. And it's like, oh, what is this? Is yoga? This is not yoga. I said, no, we have fun and we laugh and we dance. Oh, but this is not yoga. Well, then go somewhere else. <laughs> <You> know, depending <laughs> yeah. on what you're yeah. looking for, right? Uh, some people think yoga is therapy and that is And you go through your own own transformational process and all that. But um, people find their ways. Everything is good.
0: (laughs) So when it comes to yoga, meditation and mindfulness, those practices, should we think that they're connected to religious beliefs, Maya? Or they are somehow separate from religiosity? Well,
2: there is and there isn't. So If you like, there is a religion because we are actually accepting the Hindu religion or the Sikh religion or, you know, Indian, because that's what we are speaking. We are speaking Sanskrit sacred words, but then that they're the words of empowerment. That's where all the languages came from. And so you can argue it's not about religion because this is what we all have in our DNA. And that's true. So so as I said, it is and it isn't because it is their religion, it's, <laughs> right? Yeah. But we are kind of like saying those words like it's our religion. So it's kind of, if you take it from that point, it's religious. But from another point, is there those sacred words that... Uh, uh, we all have in our DNA. This is the Sanskrit words. It, all the languages came from those words. And and when we say a few of the sounds, when we chant a mantra, it just raises our vibration. It doesn't matter whose religion, what it is, what you believe in. It's just uh, no matter who it is, every, anybody who says the words of ch- mantra, whatever mantra it is, if you keep repeating it for longer time, what happens, there is a whole process that takes place we keep hitting the palates in the mouth and triggering the hypothalamus, pituitary, and pineal gland. And all this uh, creates hormones and, 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 and secretes uh, hormones and, and these good feel chemicals, as we call them, the endorphins, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, all these chemicals that we need in our body, we have in our body, but the mantra chanting, it just introduces more of that and stimulates and activates this hormones and these so it triggers all these endorphins and that's why we feel great that's why we feel joy and that's why it's why it's antidepressive because of the serotonin we have uh, so it's yeah i guess <laughs> that's my answer
0: maybe some people who get too serious about yoga or spirituality they ended up forgetting the body and this is not how it works, right?
2: The yeah, whole. I always say to everybody and all my students, just ask the question, how I feel? Yeah. So we yeah. never ask ourselves what we think, right? Is the sure. first thing. But how I feel and what, what somebody says, how does that make me feel? Mm, and why do I feel like this? Or I, how do I feel about it? You know, it's just, and anytime you want to do something and you're, you have doubts about it, Ask yourself, how do you, how does that make you feel? And, and the body will tell you immediately True. if you're open to receive this message, if you're open to hear it. But that's why we practice yoga, because it's a practice. It's like a, it's like a muscle. Every day if you practice, your voice will be heard. I mean, that voice, that little voice that starts very little, it's mixed up with many other voices, right, of judgments and criticism and all that. But that voice that is the true voice of yourself and how you really feel will come stronger and stronger. That's why we practice yoga, to hear that voice. And then that's where the intuition comes. And then you have like, wow, I, I know everything. I, I know myself. I know who I am. I know what I want and I know what I feel. So that's the voice that we need. That's why we practice yoga.
0: Every time I talk to somebody about yoga, I think about um practicing, trying, but for some reason, um, I ended up doing other things. So I kind of trust that too. <laughs> well,
2: everybody has a different thing. It doesn't have yeah. to be yoga, but if it's a certain exercise that resonates with you. And I mean, I am, sometimes when I'm on treadmill, I have so many ideas that like I have a pen and paper and writing them down because all these, the voices come out and the ideas come, come up. So it doesn't have to be yoga. It can be any exercise that you enjoy doing and gives you that calmness and it gives you that ideas, like open up. You know, I yeah. mean, we could be doing many things. You could be having a bath and that's the same as yoga. I'm not saying that yoga is a must. Uh, anything that gives you pleasure and, you know, that voice you can hear. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're resting and you're relaxing in the bath and it's beautiful. And suddenly all the answers, that, all the questions are being answered, you know.
0: So anything can be like that. So I have one more warm up question for you, Maya, and that is about freedom. What is to be free? from your perspective?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, freedom for me is to stop fighting and uh, myself and to not have those criticism voices and of self, self-criticism self and uh, just to have that peace, to find the peace and, and accept all. As I was talking about it, we do have these uh, voices and that's all kind of... Down there, buried in the subconscious mind. But once you're aware of it, you bring it into the conscious mind, and then it's resolved. Uh, so you just have to constantly be aware of what you're thinking, where the thoughts are going, and and that gives me freedom to not have those thoughts. And that's why meditation comes in when I'm I feel free because free of thoughts.
0: Yeah, is that really possible to be free of negative thoughts? No. Well, well, it's not. The negative
2: thoughts will always be there. As I said, negative, positive. We make it negative or positive. Yeah. One time, yeah. that negative voice becomes actually the positive after a few years. he's mm-hmm. like, oh, come <laughs> on. Wow, wait a minute. I used to feel <laughs> like this, and now right. I actually feel this is positive. I mean, yeah. look how much it can change. It can really anything, anything is possible. So freedom forever? No, we are not free. What, what does it mean to be free? We are... If we are bound to this uh, planet and this duality, there is no freedom in, you know, we are still having the bodies and there are lots of things to deal with. And this is a school. This is, we are learning everything here. It's all about learning how to expand. And so it's a a school. Yeah. (laughs) It's test after test and exams after exams. (laughs) We are tested all the time.
0: It, it feels like it, <laughs> very much. So nice.
2: pure freedom, is you have to go in samadhi and, and and to go into enlightenment to be free. But then why would you need to be living in this planet mm, yes. if you're completely free? So that freedom is quite interesting. And it could mean so many different things. Freedom, at one situation, you can be free from prison. You can be free from whatever, you know. Right. These are lots of things how freedom can go depending on what freedom we are talking about, personal freedom or universal freedom. Where are we going with that? You know, freedom can be meaning many things.
0: So you wrote the book, Yoga for Real Life. Two initial questions. How did you become a writer and what was the inspiration and purpose of writing this book?
2: Uh, The inspiration was... Yoga, how yoga helped me in my life and real life, like day to day. It wasn't just, so this is how it started. I would go to yoga class, uh, have little, two little kids at home. And I was, it's all stressful and, you know, looking after kids. And so I go to yoga class and I'm all peaceful and calm. I come out of it and I'm back to where I was. I'm like, how come this is? And I can come back home and my husband will say, oh my God, stop going to yoga because every time you come back, you're even worse. Huh. <laughs> i'm like oh my god this doesn't make sense what am i missing here look what just when i'm there for one hour i'm fine and then everything goes away um so i said how can i combine this wait a minute there must be something here so i went my my search and i started looking into all sorts of different kinds of yoga and i talk about it in my book so that's my search and my experience of yoga and different directions and different ways and how that helped me in my life so that was my inspiration and um, I figured out that I have to bring yoga into my house, into my real life, not just leave it there on the mat. Because many people, that's what we do. That's why then you want to keep coming back because you don't know how to imply it in your life. So then I said, wait a minute, nobody talks about how to imply this yoga. They also tell you to come back to the yoga studio. So then I started thinking about it. And then I started using some of the things that I learned at the yoga classes. And I said, why not? While I'm driving the car, I can do this breath. <sighs> oh, that helps me with the traffic and everything. When as soon as I see a red light, that was my cue. Oh, okay, red light. I can breathe. Let's take three breaths. I mean, even just doing that through the day, just just True. to stop for a second, it takes one minute to change your whole flow of energy just with the breathing. If you consciously breathe, but we don't usually breathe consciously because True. it's given, right? <laughs> and then we forget and it's very shallow and so we don't connect with our breath we are not connected to the breath we are not connected to life we're not connected to ourselves so that's where my exploration and inspiration became like okay how can I use those things that I learn in yoga and put them in my real life and how can I have better life so I start noticing that applying that I, in my life, I start being less stressed and all these things that used to bother me don't bother me anymore. And I was like, oh my God, I can really see something. And people will tell me, oh, you look different. Oh, you are different. Oh my God. So these are the kind of comments when you get from, from people around you as a confirmation. And um, I really, um, th- that was my inspiration. I just wanted to show to people and share with people what happened to me and how they can also help themselves by using those few little techniques that i put into the book so it's a it's a gem kind of like little mm-hmm. combination of my life and uh, the tricks i call them tricks uh-huh. of how to help you because they're very short pieces like segments like you can do 2 minutes you can do 3 minutes and that's what i like because we all have a busy life so we only can maybe have two minutes to, to do something. And those are the important two minutes that can change everything. So that's what I talk in the, it's all two minutes, three minutes exercises.
0: <laughs> connect to your breath, connect to life, right? And that's so true. And we forget to breathe. You just reminded wow. me just now. <laughs> yeah. <And> I start <laughs> breathing deeper. <laughs> How interesting, yes. yeah. And we need to be reminded too all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why you have to have key points in, in, that's why I talk about the red light. I mean, we all drive all the time, right? Red light, okay, <laughs> breathe. <laughs> Immediately, it's, it's that association in my brain. It's kind of like, you know, like the animals that have the distinctive, oh, this is something, that's it, it's triggers. So I start having those trigger points of uh, certain things that I do and just to remind myself, but okay, I'm in this business. I read a lot and I teach a lot. Thank God for that because yeah, then that I'm supposed to <laughs> breathe with people yeah
0: each chapter of your book is based on on the chakra so but we talked earlier, and perhaps we'll explore now the third chakra and yeah. the relationship with self love
2: self love yes, I talk about it. I have a lot of workshops based on that and my teacher training courses. First of all, I say to people, if you want to be a teacher, you need to love yourself. You need to sort yourself out first. And I have a lot of people who come to the trainings who just want to do that for their personal transformation, not to teach. And I welcome that because if you're not ready, you cannot teach others when you haven't sorted out yourself. Uh, and it's and, and some people described, oh my God, this is perfect because it's like 10 years of therapy into, into one month <laughs> of oh, yeah. teacher training course. <laughs> so some people just take it for that reason. <laughs> anyway, so yes, so I talk about self-love a lot. So if you still have those judgmental voices constantly running your life, you cannot love yourself. So first we need to deal with those voices establish that what voices they are. And usually I start talking about it earlier about subconscious mind. These voices are all into subconscious mind, which is anything you hear from anybody, parents, teachers, friends, siblings, anything from zero till seven. So everything, it's kind of like a tape. It's all recorded. Right. So then after that, all you end up doing, repeating the tape because the tape keep repeating. So everything that happens in those years, you just keep repeating in your life. Right. So your life is run by these experiences you had until you were seven years old. And if you understand that, then you know where your miscomings are coming from, where your misunderstandings, your, your judgmental, your uh, envy, your criticism, your not having self-love or not loving yourself comes from. So then if you just bring it into conscious and then you meditate on it, basically just bring it out in open and say, oh, I understand. These are the voices I've heard then, but they're not real. They're not true. It's almost like some recorded tape. That tape is old, is done. Why would I want this tape to run my life, right? So put a stop on that tape. And uh, <laughs> that's how I feel, you know. And, and you know, there is a lot of, um, you can see cases in 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 life, like let's say uh, at work point, at, at work uh, there is a person who constantly wins, who constantly get promotion, but never does any work. And the other people are so jealous because it's like, God damn it, I work, 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 and I never get a promotion. What is it? And so this is what it is. probably in that tape of that subconscious mind when that person was young, was told from by his parents how amazing he is, how beautiful he is, how fantastic, how self-worth, self-love. And so all of that is in place so then whatever he does in life will be just flowing and just nourishing that same I- idea. Mm. But if you have in your life, people tell you're you not good enough, you're, uh, you're too fat, you're, too, you're not good looking, you're stupid, these kind of things, then of course that will run your life. So in the workplace, you're not going to get promotion because somehow this will sabotage you. So it's so important. So really, first, we just bring those voices out. And just bring them open. You don't have to do anything about it. Just acknowledge them. And that already will be a plus and you change it. And of course, there will be times when they come back, but you're going to say, ah, hello, old friend, you're coming back, but nobody here for you. Yeah. Go away, <laughs> you know, and things like that. And just keep nourishing yourself and nurturing yourself and, and just find what is it the things that you can do for Yourself, like what is it that you love, and just do more of that, and Mm -hmm. that's the self love. And of course, there are workshops and things we can do, and the breath and the mantra, and you can introduce like a mantra for do it every day, even just for a few minutes, and that already will change the chemistry of your whole body, mind, and spirit. And as I said, the vibration, the frequency will change, and therefore, those voices cannot resonate in that frequency, so they are not there. It's just by you raising your frequency. Uh, With whatever way it is, as I said, it could be biking, you're a biker, you're a swimmer, you're uh, a runner, uh, whatever it is that raises your vibration, that's what it is. Then you keep doing that because you love it and that uh,
0: will Get rid of the voices and then the self-love will be there. So we're almost at the end, Maya, but I do have a few more questions for you. So about self-criticism, one of the things that I have seen around me, I think I do that myself too, I have people around me that my family members and they are very critical. They have a lot of issues with self-love. So how do we deal with them? People close to us that we cannot really tell them to go away or you know kind of run escape from them so how do we deal with people who don't love themselves right send them to a workshop (laughs) (laughs) that would be great (laughs) i'll send them to you (laughs) good idea <laughs> send them to me that's a no, quick fix <laughs> um, well,
2: it, it's always talking to these people but finding the language yeah. and finding the best way to talk to these people which is not yeah. easy because they're not right. hearing you right. because they do not want to hear so it's yeah. very difficult to start that that whole to open the Pandora box it's yeah. very right. uh, people are so overprotective over that they don't want anything out because they're so scared of what comes out so it's very understandable. So it really has to be small steps, small steps, just like maybe inviting them to come with you to a yoga session or inviting them to, to hey, I just saw this kind of like chanting. I mean, of course, some people are like, what are you talking about? I'm going to be repeating the same thing. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be. But, right. but the breath is the easiest to do because lots of people are open to that. I realize you don't go to any heavy language of yoga or anything like that, but just say, hey, just breathe with me. Let's breathe. (sighs) Just like that. Inhale through the nose. Exhale through the mouth. But that long exhale immediately will calm you down because the voices go... All of that, the chatter thoughts go away because it's connected and it's stimulated the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's where you get relaxed. So if you do five of those breaths, but honestly, inhale through the nose, long exhale, sh- You have to make it longer and of course it's not yeah. going to be longer the first one second one will be a little bit longer third one a little bit longer but the fifth one is going to be really long and you're going to be like oh oh my god you feel like whoa dizzy because you're so <laughs> overwhelmed with that kind of like you're relaxed mm-hmm. so uh, that is really the breath is the easiest to introduce just breathe and it's easy. you can do it anywhere this
0: breath so before we go, I do have those ending questions, but talk to me for a moment about the Konda Dance. Oh yeah, that sounds fun.
2: <laughs> um, well, <laughs> well, it's something that uh, I created not knowing that I'm creating it. It wasn't yeah. in my plan. It wasn't that I sit down and I I'm gonna create something. It never happens like that. The creative process is a very weird, strange process. Yeah. How it happens, right. and I know that from composing music, from everything. It's kind of so. It naturally it came organically. I would be uh, people are sitting a long time when I have longer workshops, and their legs hurt. They kind of like I can see them. Um, uncomfortable so I said let's stand up so we all stand up and we did the same positions instead of sitting we didn't standing and then I put the music on and then we start it turned into a dance I said oh my god wow and everybody was like begging me can we have more of this can we have more of this all the time and I said wow and then I put the structure to it based on my book based on my teaching based on everything that I do is through the chakras and then I structure it through the chakras and then we became like a quick fix alignment through the chakras. And then it, it, within one hour, you're completely re- rejuvenated, uh, re-energized, inspired. Uh, it's a lot of serotonin being created and you feel happy and joy. So we it became like the guru of joy.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's kind yeah, of well joy, Yeah.
2: People right? can come and come and join me
0: on Tuesdays in the morning at 9 a.m. PST. We do that um, every time. Yeah. Why did you choose to become a musician, Maya?
2: Oh, I don't know. That was chosen for me. I I, I was born with it. Uh, Must have been, if you believe in past lives, who knows? But uh, I was completely, from day one, instead of playing with kids when there is a party and there is a piano and I was like, sit on the piano and pretending, but really, stroking the piano with nice like like really pretending like I'm playing properly because you know people other kids come and they bang with their fist on the piano bang 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 and (laughs) I know I was like playing like for real and I just had it in me and as, as soon as I was like five, six. I was like, I want a piano. I want a piano. My parents were like, are you kidding? Yeah. Can you, can you choose a cheaper extra <laughs> instrument? Yeah. The piano is always the most expensive <laughs> and the biggest. Where are we going to put it? And how are we going to pay for it? So yeah, I was like, no, no, no piano.
0: So yeah. So I have two last questions, but before I ask you these questions, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book?
2: Uh, well, um, I think I, um, I was going to, we already talked about criticism and judgment and envy. How about what to eat? Mm, <laughs> I, just, yeah. I was like opening diets and fads and all these ideas about diets because yeah. people always struggle with that. Right. The media these days is full of faddish diets proclaiming miracle results. One day, soya is the savior. The next day, it's evil. <laughs> Who are we to believe? Although professional advice is always to, of value, we need to put ourselves at the center of our self-help solution. We need the confidence of self-belief in the fact that we alone can determine how much and how well we can eat. So this is the kind of thing, it's like um, um, the food, I um, mean, that was just a passage from my book, but what we eat, it's so important. But again, you have to follow your voice. But the, you can't just like I spend months and months uh, thinking, oh, I should diet this and I should diet and then there's salads and salads when you're not very informed. So you go to a dinner and people are eating all the good stuff that I want to eat. And I'm yeah. here with my salads and all night I spend like being uh, angry yeah. with myself right. <laughs> because right. I'm not satisfied. I'm looking at yeah. other people's with envy in their food yeah. and how happy they're eating. And well, I'm like in complete, uh, you know, dissatisfaction eating right. my salad when I don't want to eat salad. <laughs> right. So these are the kind of things you have to be happy with what you eat and be conscious of what you're eating. and And some people... You know, some things are good for me but not good for others and you have to establish what's good for you and don't follow other people's recipes it's
0: mm-hmm. good for to learn and to guidance but then you follow yourself If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way?
2: Um, it's a good question I think I'm pretty much doing everything I wanted to do because I'm a big explorer and I'm not Afraid of go do things and try, and if I fail, I'm fine. Mm, right. I went. I, I had many f- failings, and and so I raise up again, and that gives me even more opportunity and more energy to carry on. So I'm. I just happen to be like that, and um, um, I believe in failure, and failure is good. Sometimes it, you know it just helps you to raise, uh, be become a bit better person, and so I learned from everything, and I think I pretty much do everything I, I wanted to do. <laughs>
0: My last question is, what are three things about life, you know for sure, as of this moment?
2: Uh, what do I know for real? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> life is it's good and bad. Right. Life has ups and downs, and
0: uh, life is beautiful. Yes. A thousand times to all of it. <laughs> thank you so much, Maya, for your beautiful, yeah, thank elevated... Thank you, Valeria, for this opportunity to talk to you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for your presence, elevated presence, your wisdom in everything between. Thank you. Thank you. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects?
2: If it's my website, Finds dot com it's probably the easiest all the information is there or the instagram just my my name um, on instagram facebook yeah
0: wonderful that's probably the best <laughs> yeah i'll have the links to on your podcast profile thank, thank you so you. much again and we'll talk soon you're welcome thank you valeria thank you maya bye for now
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Maya Fines and her work, please visit mayafines.com.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org/podcast. Thank you again for listening, and bye for now.